G'day everyone, welcome to another episode of Chewing the Bat, where we delve into numerous sporting topics around Australia and also across the globe. In this week's episode, we're going to give you highlights of the week. My name's Jack, and I'm once again gladly joined by good mate and fellow sporting diehard, Gus. Gus Bus, how you going? Good, thanks Jack. How are you yeah, today? Good. Yeah, good mate. Another, once again, got thrown off a bit by the long, another long weekend. Oh, got me. But we're back. We're actually still in the long weekend. At the tail end of tail end of it. Tail end. <laughs> Feels nice. Feels like a Sunday still. Do you like Sundays? I love Sundays. Even the end of Sundays? Well, Do you every- get the Sunday blues? No, everyone talks about this Sunday blue Monday blues rubbish, but Sundays are Sundays are awesome. You're just excited to start. Yeah, the week. well it, it helps that I don't work on a Monday morning, so <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why you're immune to it. <laughs> so yeah, we're recording at the back end of the second long week Labor Day. Labor Day indeed. Yeah. We're just learning about it. From... And so a bit of a different one today. We unfortunately don't have producer Frey in the studio. He has some work commitments at Tennis Plus down on the Goldie. Um, very sad not to have him in, in, but what a wonderful replacement we have. Now he's been on the show, the show, <laughs> soon to be a show. It's still a show. Yeah, he's been on the podcast um, previously in our, I think our transition to amateur to pro chat. One of our... One of our best. One of our best chats, yeah. Uh, Taylor Magwick, producer Tay. <laughs> That's definitely Tay. not what we practiced. <laughs> um, mate, thanks for coming in and filling in um, the boots of producer Frey. No um, worries at all. Yeah, Long so... time listener, first time producer. <laughs> That's good Happy chat. to be here, looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, well, depending on how it goes, mate, we'll have you back in the future. So, <laughs> Producer Frey's quaking in his boots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quaking in his tennis shoes. Do you reckon he'll listen to this one or he just in spite, maybe not listen to it? I don't think he will. Oh, he will. <laughs> he will. Produce sure. Frey, send me a message. DM me if you're listening. <laughs> live? <laughs> Not live. Just I'm speaking in present tense because he'll experience <laughs> it in present tense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. That's Tricks of the trade. Um, boys, before we rip into some highlights of the week, we once again want to thank our podcast sponsor, our longtime podcast sponsor, Kiala yeah. Organic Beef. Good, good long run at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They are 100% certified organic beef and pork straight from their local farm and delivered straight to your door or workplace, wherever you or are. wherever you are. <laughs> You're looking at me like I, you had something for me. <laughs> wherever you are, wherever you want to be. That's it. They'll deliver it to you. I can't believe you forgot it. I forgot the slogan. Sorry, I caught you off guard. <laughs> I was zoned out. <laughs> Do you like it? Wherever you are, wherever you want to be, they'll deliver it to you. That's perfect. Yeah. I think Jason. Very apt. <laughs> it is apt. Yeah. So thanks, Kiala Organic Beef. Um, boys, not... Once again, I don't know, oh, there's been a bit happening in the world of sport. Well, we're off rhythm. Might lead to your confusion. We're very much so off rhythm. This was previously, or in the past, this has been more of a Friday, later in the week activity. Highlights of the week. We've once again got thrown off by another long weekend. Birthdays. And we did detailed chats early in the week, but we've done that last Friday. So we're... Now we're coming in. A bit confusing. I am confused. I'm confused. Imagine the bloody listeners. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> I feel for them. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Um, so yeah, we have had some tennis news, um, which we're going to kick off with in probably my highlight of the week in Olivia Gidecki. So she's over in Turkey at the moment playing a WTA 15K, so an ITF, and her first ever 15K title. So that's pretty huge news for our Aussie Olivia Gidecki. Producer Frey wrote us a note how to pronounce it. What, her name? No. <laughs> with the, where the tournament I is I thought I nailed the name <laughs> no you did good on the name you did well Um, what in Turkey but the city of An Antalya Antalya would you have said that looking at the probably spelled A-N-T-A-L-Y-A it seems quite self-explanatory yeah Antalya it almost threw me off oh a bit too simple mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> thanks producer Frank anyway for Helping us with that. So, yeah, that's an awesome win for Olivia, who's been, over, I think, overseas now for a bit over a month, maybe a couple of months, um, and hopefully seeing some better results from her coming up soon. We've also, on the men's side, uh, seen a retirement in Alexander Dolgopolov. The dog. The dog. <laughs> that is his nickname, isn't it? 
Yeah. The well, dog? I give him, yeah, the dog. No, yeah. people call yeah. him the dog. That's getting around. It is? Yeah. Surely. I just think I've... Yeah, definitely. The dog. <laughs> okay. I knew I knew the dog better than Dogopolov. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who's Dogopolov? It's the dog. Um, so, a super interesting player. We don't see many blokes like the dog currently. Um, many players. Or ever. Ever. We haven't seen... His, if you haven't watched him play, have a look. He's very bouncy on the court. He's very crafty, very unconventional, would you say? Yeah, definitely. Would I be right in saying he came out a little bit hotter in his career than he sustained? He came it's out like red hot. the first hot. three years were... Did he? What did he get? He well, was in the top 20. Yeah, and he's, yeah. Had, he's had wins over Rafa and Novak. Yeah. So, you know, pretty substantial. But not Rog? I don't know about Rog. I he's had Rog it, did do craft. But, um, <laughs> he can't could be rough, Rog. Rog. But yeah. <laughs> It's very hard to outcraft Rog, though. Doesn't mm. rattle him. No, but... Nah. Um, so, yeah, the but dog. The fast hands. Like, that, that's what I think of him. Like, how, how quick his hands are from any position. He can bang, explosive. Because technically, you wouldn't teach it, hey? Oh, no. No. Well, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Like, well, he's... Because that, just... that leads to my question for you, um, Producer Swizzle. Producer Swizzle is a tennis coach. He's a ten- yeah, for those... He, <laughs> he is qualified for <laughs> <Yeah>. tennis questions. <laughs> um... A guy like Dolgopolov at a younger age in his teens, obviously he probably would have had a similar technique, if not probably worse. Mm. You want to call it a worse technique. More do unconventional. You, yeah. A lot of talent in the guy. Do you change his technique knowing that he's going to be good with a terrible technique? Or do you just let him ride and teach him other things? Yeah, I think it's a tough one. With those guys, It's for me it's about how athletic they are, how well they can compete with other guys just based on their athleticism. Mm. So if someone like him quick, he gets to a lot of balls. You know, it's what he what he can do when he gets there. Because uh, as as a kid, he was probably getting to those balls. The athleticism would have been an issue. He probably would have been top tier if you if you're athletic enough to appear athletic on tour. He would have been top tier amongst his peers at age well, fifteen. That, that's what I mean. Yeah, like he he would have been that that step ahead of most of the other other kids or the other guys that he was playing. So so being an athlete, I reckon you let that go. Yeah, you know, I've got a few better kids that the way they want to play is the way they want to play, and it's kind of hard to if they to want to hit one ease, let them hit one ease. Exactly. And if it's working too, you know, if, if they're beating other kids, how do you tell them stop? Yeah, it's pretty outrageous. Mm. Particularly if you, like, any technique change is hard, but if you have to break down something that's having at least some measure of success and you say, we're breaking this down, and then they're going to have to lose matches. Yes, yeah. If you exactly. get broken down in your technique Which that much. Which could throw them off in confidence and, you know, it could ruin them But entirely. my argument to it is, though, if you look at Dolgopolov's career, great career, awesome player. Yeah, I'll take it. But very up and down. You know, maybe if he was a little that's bit true. more smooth with his technique, maybe his athleticism would have been a little bit more... Well, I think that's the whole argument about, about like, an unconventional technique is that it gets broken down pretty easily under yeah. pressure. Yeah. So... Agreed. But, that's fair. you know, if you had Dolgopolov's career on a paper in front of you, you'd take it. 100%. That's true. I'd be happy with that. You do see that. You see that in cricket a lot. Unconventional technique. Well, you see, well, oftentimes, like, prodigal talents come in with somewhat of an unconventional technique to the test team. Yeah. And they will have had success all the way through, like Shield and everything. Mm. And they debut and they do have success and they get scores. And then as the amount of tape on them increases and as the amount of strategy for them increases, they always they often go through a run of getting out cheaply. Well if they have some sort of technique inconsistency. Didn't Marnus changes like he I think um he was on field after his they they got the win Queensland and he was talking about he made a grip change because teams were exploiting so, something yeah, or other. Some somehow that like Pete Hanscom hasn't come back into the test team because he had that big crab step sideways which he's persisting with and he 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 succeeds but people worry the selectors obviously worry about it. It happened to Phil Hughes. He came in and scored a ton of runs and then had to change and then he kept getting out. I think just in the slips. This his technique wasn't quite there to a ball. Just outside well, of. Yeah, I guess if you got that much film and footage on you, someone's going to exploit something. Yeah, the pre- the pressure builds and it can be broken down. Yeah, but for someone like Dolgopolov, going back to tennis, he's entertaining to watch. So you just keep it. You just let him go. Absolutely. <laughs> like, <laughs> and oh. when you've got wins over some of the world's greatest players, if you've know, beaten he's Rafa, doing, he's doing something. Like right. if you've beaten Rafa, is his coach going to say, "Oh man, I think you need to change your technique"? <laughs> you, you walk <laughs> off against. The, you walk off post game. We could we could change this. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, staying within tennis, Ash Barty, she's still going unbelievable. So she's just come off a win in Stuttgart, Germany. 
currently playing in Madrid. I think both the WTA and ATP are in Madrid at the moment. Is that right? Yes. So she's flying high there and hopefully leading into... Is Stuttgart clay? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so she's in form on clay leading into the French. Looking good. Look, oh, yeah. She's had, she's had a lot of three setters though, which is a bit worrying. Yeah, loses the first and comes back. Yeah, so mm. she's been able to change, like switch the, you know, switch very quickly in those matches, but... Yeah. I mean, Andy Murray did that for a little while before he went world number one. Would lose the first and kill the second too. So I don't know, maybe maybe she could be not intentionally conditioning, but it might kind of help her coming into the, the French. Can be a sign of a good player. Mm. If you're good Being enough to, to be able to flip the switch, yeah. you must be pretty good. But then, so then most people can, you know, you can condition yourself to start a bit faster, I would think. That could be, a, that could be mental. Yeah, but the, yeah, that's exactly, and then it could happen the other way. You could start fast and then... You could fade, and, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sort of imagining that if you're in a position to do that, if you can sort the start out, you're probably going to be... You're going to be looking pretty good. Well, number one. Well, well yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Speaks for itself. That's it does. Trash. Um, tennis news. What else we got? I think that's pretty much it. Well, um, I have a question for you. Uh, two questions. Both of you. I've also got a question, but you go. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise packet. <laughs> All right. I'll do one. You do one. I'll do the last. All right. My first one, I'll stick with tennis. Is, does the clay court season have the most iconic run of tournaments? Yes. Straight up. That's my answer. Because you can, like, well, you how think, many did you know? Well, you think of, like, well, probably a bit biased being my favorite center and on my bucket list, Monte Carlo. But you've got Madrid, Rome, Monte Carlo, Barca. Barca. Gee, it just running into going. the French and running into the French, but like that's there's you don't have a run like that. I don't think on hard. Like think of like the going to Wimby. Are you looking at it as it's just like the the cities that they're going to? Or I don't think I just think the tournaments. I guess the cities do play a part. Yeah, West has got that run before it. Cincinnati, Washington, Cincinnati. That's a great run. Toronto. Actually. Um, that's it. Uh, in the desert. That earlier in the year, Miami oh, and Indy yeah, Wells. Yeah. Another good little run, but they're kind of back end of the Oz. Yeah. And not close. Not For me, they're not close enough to the Oz. But it's, I reckon it's run. definitely got to be that Masters 1000s clay court run. Yeah. Like that's, that is beautiful. You can't beat and, that. But just the, the centers alone, like that Monte Carlo court. I'm with you there, Ooh. man. Like, wow. Overlooking Jeez. just, yeah. It's just insane. looking at if, Ferraris drive past and, you know, If the listeners haven't and, seen that club, Google just it. Google it. Do your own research. Look. Oh. It's well maybe I'll it. maybe I'll do my own research right now. And there's also another center. Um, so there's the main Monte Carlo Tennis Center, but above it is Monte Carlo Country Club. I yeah, think. that's or, the one for the, uh, <laughs> for the the elite <laughs> yeah. of Monte Carlo, which is already elite enough as it yeah, is. Yeah, and I think you can only play there if you have a membership mm, or which correct. is God knows how much money. Oh. Um, that'd be a fee. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know it how. It's good. I'd love to play there, but I don't it's know. It's really nice. Just the logistics of getting in on that. You'd have to know someone. On the, con- in the country club or in general? I'll tell you what would be good. You want to just become the tennis pro of some niche island. When I was in Antigua, <laughs> yeah. I had a hit with the tennis pro there. Yeah. And I, I don't disparage him, but he was just like, like I could have a hit. Like he raided me. Oh, right. Probably tells you something. <laughs> oh, you can hit a ball, mate. He was, like, he was like, keep working hard. I'll see you at Wimbledon. I was like, no, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. You haven't been off the island in a long time. I haven't played for four years, mate. This is... <laughs> That's just repeat business. Oh. Get come back. <laughs> but my point is, just beautiful locations. Just go into the rich people's houses. Maldives. Yeah, just if yeah, you can claim yourself an island, mm. just establish a little reputation. It's definitely oh, coaches. That'd be that. nice. I wouldn't say no to that. New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> North Wellington. <laughs> North, windy North Welly. Blake Taylor, if you're listening. <laughs> um, was that, that was your question? That was one. That was my first All one, right, yeah. Okay. I've got one. All right. So, so we were talking before we started recording the podcast. Thomas Burditch came up before. Um, pretty good career I think he's had. To my surprise and yeah. delight. So a, a, a lovely topic I like debating about is who do you think is the, on the men's side um, is the best player to not win a Grand Slam? Wow. There's a lot of names out there. Two of them in particular being Burdick, I think, and Ferrer. Ferrer. Mm. David Ferrer. Nishik- had a couple of finals. Nishikori, too. maybe, in there. Dimitrov, maybe. Nishikori had a shorter, shorter run at being at that level than like someone like Ferrer. Ferrer yeah. was right in the 
peak he was of Raf Rog Novak. Well, he yeah. had what two fight? Was it two French finals or a couple of semis in a final? So many Rav, semis. There was a final. There was, yeah. Definitely a final. So often you'd see him in the semis. Yeah. yeah. There was someone that had a shorter run at that level that I think you're going to like, Jacko. Joe Wilfred. Oh, I was about to say him. Don't you worry about that. That 2008 final Gee, against whiz. Novak at the Oz, that was his chance. That was his chance. I'm still waiting for the Joe. But someone who, can, someone who can come back from two against Fedzi. Oh, I don't, with a couple it, of oneies as that's well. That's so much talent. Mm. Isn't he the only player to do that in a Grand Slam? Think, Novak. Well, Novak. Yeah, I think it's happened. I think it was the first. Djokovic did it. I think it was right. the first the time. I think yeah. it might have been the first time. Djokovic did it the first time. Really? And then Tonga got him. Joe's probably up there in the debate too, a little bit. Oh, for sure. I yeah. think so. In terms of best tennis. Yeah. Like he's probably out of anyone, probably with Burdick and Frere, had the closest chance at winning a slam. Andy Roddick never got a slam, right? Yeah, he got US. One or two? Did he get yeah. the US? Uh, one or two US. And Wimby. Maybe it's a US and a Wimby. I think so. He lost in the final of a Wimby. Yeah. Oh, to Fedzi. Because like he lost at like 15, 15 13. 17 in the <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's the one. Um, but did he win a slam? So who do you reckon? Would you say it's Burdick? He, he, he did fall. He, he didn't, didn't. His longevity in the sport. But he looked really good, but did he have like that huge run of semis? No. He didn't really have the results like that, I wouldn't say. Whereas Ferrer was a bit more persistent. He was there. Yeah. You'd have to say Ferrer, wouldn't you? I'd go Ferrer. And just, just his work ethic and the way he approached the game. How good was his retirement tour, though? Like how it was I obviously super sad he was retiring, but the bandana in the middle of the court. I love that. Yeah, Jeez, that was good. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd say Ferrer, David yeah. Ferrer. I'm with you there. Um, I'll pay it. All right, before oh no, you got another question, mate. Oh, I do. <laughs> you guys know a bit about uh, golf. Oh, this came into my mind because we were talking about Ash Barty, and you were talking about how good she is at golf. Yeah, well, she won like a. Uh, local club champs or something, and that's what got me thinking. Because I was at a, I was at Wynnum Golf Course on the weekend, not playing golf. Oh, don't get me excited like that. <laughs> it's for an event. It does look nice though. Yeah, a couple of duck pond, a lot of ducks around, looking unfazed. Oh, that means water hazards. A lot of water. Yeah, some not, nice trees. Not good for me on the course, but anyway. <laughs> well, here's my question because it sort of relates to the hazards. I saw a poster. I think it was just in like the bathroom. <laughs> I was just getting around. Anyway, I saw a poster and it said four ball tournament. My question is, are you playing with four balls and if you lose all your four balls, you're out? <laughs> just like a last man standing kind of situation. <laughs> are you playing for, are you teeing off four balls every hole? Because both of those sound way too much of an advantage for a tournament level player. Or do you only have four balls to sink a putt? Oh, like four shots, four shots tournament. What about your par five? You got you to birdie him. That's outrageous. <laughs> and you'd call it four shot tournament. I think because Ambrose is a four ball a tournament that people play. And it's, yeah, you have four players that tee off and you play from the best shot. And then four players hit a yeah, ball yeah. from oh. that spot. And you, you just choose the best out of the four. So maybe that's Tournament it. players, I'm not too sure they'd want that. Because that know? would be a lot more beneficial for your amateur, not, not even amateur, below amateur. My yeah. level. Your social rec yes. players. That, that's my game. Golfers. If I can play with someone <laughs> yeah. half decent, I'm Just happy. surely one out of the four boys is hitting a good tee, <laughs> tee shot. <laughs> so, it's a good question. It's a bit of a surprise though, you know. That's it's not... like to sign up for a tournament, you're good enough to play golf to some extent. Well, maybe they made the tournament for players like Maybe me. they're trying to get players us like in. us, yeah. Perhaps. Mm. Maybe yeah. we should go out. I should have taken a photo. I'll have a look at least, yeah. Look it up. We might have to give him a call. Wynnum Golf Club football tournament. (laughs) Golf is definitely having a push to try and get the younger crowd in. I I I know I have heard recently that they're trying to offer a lot of deals for like the 25s because that older population will play the next generation they want to get in. So it could be along those lines. More casual. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. I like it. Um, All right. Moving on from tennis. I think we've covered most of what's happened this week. Um. A quick shout-out from producer Frey as well. I'm going across overseas to Spain in the MotoGP. Local legend, Jack Miller. I guess we can call him a local legend. He's Aussie. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Um, his first um, MotoGP victory in, I think, since 2016, producer Frey's written. So he took out the Spanish MotoGP this week. So that's pretty, that's worth a shout. I wonder where it is in Spain. I wonder if it's near Madrid. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Well, what a time of the year. Yeah. It is, actually. <laughs> They're coming, they must be coming into the Vuelta, too, in the bicycling. Well, 
there is a lot of... Most of well, is that pre-summer or post-summer? No idea. I've probably asked too much of you there, producers. <laughs> I do notice that there's, <laughs> there's a lot of celebrity interaction at this time of year, especially at, the, at Madrid. And so maybe there's other stuff, obviously, like the MotoGP going around as well for your big, your big name celebs to get amongst it. It could be in Madrid. You I'm not looking look? that up. I'm oh, looking up the Vuelta. <laughs> the Vuelta is August, September. All right. Um, not that close. So, yeah, that's worth a shout. Jack Miller um, taking a victory. So, pretty much it for us in terms before we rip into some NRL. We do have a bit of basketball highlights. One from Gus. One particular highlight. Just the Lamelo ball came back. He broke his wrist like a month ago, by the that's way. That's a quick turnaround for a broken wrist. I think it was his right hand, too. Well, isn't the, isn't the gist of injuries that you prefer to break things, like minor things, as opposed to tearing a muscle or a tendon? Yeah, I think that's probably that's fair. fair. That's, I mean, think of how much like a chronic tendonitis could hamper you in your wrist, particularly like playing tennis. Yeah, you could just cop a snapped wrist and then come back and... Chuck him in a little weeks. brace. Just say, don't move it as much as you can. Yeah. Obviously, we want to try and avoid all injury, but... I think that's probably fair. Like, because it, it wasn't like a dramatic snap. It, was, it would have been just a... Little, fracture little, little hairline yeah, fracture, yeah. probably. Anyway, he's back, yeah. looking all right. And he just happened to do this one. He was just dribbling. He was like under his own basket, pretty much. It looked much. like he was just warming up. Head up, surveying the floor. <laughs> yeah. And he just finds Miles Bridges' full court underarm. It was pretty much back, you know, full a, court, nearly. On a dime court. over everyone else, over the defenders, yeah. and just put it on a dime for a layup. Oh, it was probably one of the best passes I've seen. It's actually crazy. Like to Would it be up there in your top three? Yes, sure. <laughs> Without doing my homework. Yeah. yeah. Top two. Uh, the other one would be one of Rondo's. I was going to say, it'd have to be Rajon Rondo. One of this one. Oh, to... He, like, jumps... To the three? Yeah, I think it's, it's, he hits Ray Allen behind the head. Yeah. Or he, maybe he does another one where he spins and he does behind the back. I've seen to LeBron. Tandem maybe. those. And then... Jason Williams' white chalk elbow <laughs> pass, even though it was just to a foul. It's That's still, pretty all time. We haven't really seen it since. I don't remember old mate's name that received the pass, but he should have gone up stronger than that. Oh, yeah. He ruined the play for him. <laughs> he was an all-star. I don't know why they're playing defense, too. It was like Rising Stars game, and yeah. they fouled him. <laughs> yeah. Give him a look. <laughs> Just let him have it. It's <laughs> one of the, the best pa- passes we've seen, but uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah. Worth a shout. Lamello. It's up there. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rent a court and just try. We can just... <laughs> well, you don't have to rent one. <laughs> <laughs> you do, mate. A book a court. Book a court. We'll book a court at UQ. I'll be Lamello. One of you can be Miles Bridges. Taylor's tall. I'm tall so, enough. Yeah. I'll try and And defend. the other one will just... <laughs> you can defend. <laughs> and I'll just try and hit you on the run. Under arm, we'll see how easy it is. I reckon you can find him. I, pretty, I fancy myself as a better defender, I reckon, than on the offense. <laughs> I think my netball team's looking for players tomorrow. I think I'm busy. <laughs> You're always busy, mate. I'm always busy on that night. I can't, I can't play. So you'd be stepping in for me. The star goalkeeper. I don't know if I can do that. Out of action. Actually, it's haven't you, tough, haven't tough you been going terribly? We just won our first game last week. Oh, congratulations to the <laughs> we Sapphires. We won by one. <laughs> oh, yes. The Winter Sapphires. <laughs> Scraped it. So, producer... Um, producer, I was going to say producer Frey. It's producer Tay or Swizzle. Swizzle. So their netball team, Gus's netball team, is called the Sapphires. Do you know where it's from? Where they get the name from? Is it the movie? You are no, no, close. No. You're in a similar realm. It's um, Kathan, Is it right? Kathan Kim's Kathan netball, Kim's netball team. team. There's like one or two. Episodes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that mixed netball team. Um. All right. Good stuff. Well, let's shout out to the Sapphires. <laughs> yeah, We're building. <laughs> Which one? Your Sapphires. Mine, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're building. We're building. That's good. Like the Broncos. Much like the Broncos. Yeah, you're following their, You're probably following them week to week. Is it dependent on how they go, depending on your mood? That's true. Well, our season started a lot later, so I think we missed their Bulldogs win. I don't, th- I don't think we'd started yet when the Bronx beat the Bulldogs. Yeah. But since then, yes, we've lost, 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 along with the Broncos. Win. Boom. Win. Gotcha. Um, all right. And that's pretty much it. It producer Frey did want to highlight as well <laughs> a certain video, Matt's Speedy Dog video. <laughs> That's all he's written, <laughs> Matt's Speedy Dog. I haven't seen the video. He sent it through, but I was done one of those. Yeah, set- I brushed it. Yeah, 
haven't watched it, I must say. But I think Swizzle's seen it's it. It's not that. Like, it's good. This little dog comes from this. It's a proper race. They're on a track, and this little dog comes from nowhere. In a sprint, like a 100-meter sprint? or I think it's more like a 400 or maybe a little longer than 100. But, yeah, similar thing. Comes from nowhere. Sprints up. He's next to the first place. Has a little look at him, and then just takes off. Burned right him. <laughs> just That's... toying with the field. It's <laughs> toying with him. It's like Addo Car. It's a little bit like yeah. the fox, the dog. I bet. <laughs> works it's underrated though you ever like even small dogs that look relatively unathletic pretty quick have wheels like if you think how like a short dog its leg might be sub a foot long yeah that's a lot of strides they got four to get through just a single mid i know they got four but they're just it looks scrambling and they're still pretty quick like if you put us a human down to that size not on all four. You can leave us bipedal. Oh, by that side. Yeah. Okay. But if you put us down to like a foot tall, oh, no imagine chance. how slow we'd be. We'd be, yeah. So they're pretty athletic, small dogs. It's good. It's good. It's a <laughs> bit, bit of a theory I've got. <laughs> That's a good point. You wouldn't even have to put us down to their size. Like, yeah, they could still burn us, possibly. Well, we've seen it. That was a bigger dog, I think. Oh, right. You want a small dog. I think that was like a retriever of some no, kind. No, no, no. That was like a. I'd say like a. Again, I haven't watched the video. <laughs> It's like a, I, I I'm not good with dog breeds, but watch like, it now. You put it up. All right, I'll have a look. It, what is it? Alfie. Oh, Alfie size. About that. Size. Some sort right. of doodle. A, a medium sized house dog. Doodles yeah. are pretty athletic yeah. generally, because poodles are. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's not that big. Um, if you haven't seen it, give it a Google. Watch it. Cause Holly. We have... Her name's Holly. That's nice. That's all right. Do your own research. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do your own research at home. The link is on Channel 9. It's probably going to have a thousand ads, so I won't be pulling that up. All right. Well, let's... Shall we get into some NRL? Sure. Let's do it. Well, we've missed our tips for this weekend, so we... How did you go? Did you tip? No, Still? I forgot again. Wait. I'm running away with our competition. I'm just giving you a two-week lead. <laughs> like... I wanna, I'm going to pull it... I wonder how far ahead I am. Over, under? Well, let's run through last week's games. <laughs> And see which ones I would have picked. Probably all of them, I reckon. I'm first of two. Pick. <laughs> oh, look, see I what I'm all right. See what I would have picked. Probably no, all of them. I'll be honest. Sportsmanship. All right, have a look. So let's run through the games from last week, anyway. So we had a couple crackers. By the way, I'm ahead of I'm ahead of you by thirteen through eight rounds. All right, that's the lead that's I needed to give you. Now it's time to kick. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. So. We're between round eight and nine at the moment. Last week, we saw the Bronx get a win over the Titans, which was <laughs> after 22 nil Titans. What a win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But a lot of people would have turned the TV off, I reckon. I very nearly did. Yeah. Well, very did, close. Didn't the Titans score like three tries in the first, in the space of... They scored their the first try like four minutes in, converted. And then the, the next Broncos three, kicked it dead yeah. off the kickoff. By the way... How do you do that? 2021 Broncos, fumbling off kickoffs and kicking kickoffs dead. I've never seen a team do it more. No. Just first play errors. It's <laughs> unbelievable. It's some sort of curse. Anyway, and then they came down and they scored again. On that, Gus Gould actually had a funny, I don't know if you heard it, but he, Broncos kicked it dead and he said, you could literally, it's, you could build unit block apartments in there. It's that big. <laughs> How do you miss it? <laughs> Anyway, so. yeah. Well, I think it was. I think it was twenty-two nil after fifteen minutes, sixteen minutes. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. No, it wasn't pretty, Ricky. It wasn't. Pre- it wasn't pretty, Ricky. No. And they were they were slandering Asako in the commentary because he was a little bit out of position for a few of the grubber kicks. Yeah. Supposedly, I mean, he didn't. He didn't defuse them. Whether that means he's out of position or whether they were just good grubber kicks, I don't know. Maybe a bit but of the commentary was certainly into him for it. And they just bounced. Yeah, and then they... I don't know. Was it before the halftime that they started coming back? Yeah, it was 22-0. But 22-all. I think the Bronx... I believe it was 22-all by halftime. How good was that Corey Oates? Length of the field, pick up and run. <laughs> the big Ooh, horse. he had a big horse. Turned the clock back. <laughs> he definitely looked a bit slower than two years ago. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. But there were a few calls of on the treadmill. That was good. <laughs> From about 40 out. It was just like, it was a bit like, but they're not gaining on him. No, they're not. Because his stride length is so long that he looks slow. Yeah, he's he's a, running fast still. He's a fast, slow man. Yeah. Which is still pretty fast. Like Justin Hodges. That's true. 
It's a similar vibe. Yeah. He, he, he's outrunning people. He just looks slow. I imagine producer Swizzle's probably a bit like that. Except I'm just not fast. <laughs> I'm a slower, slow. Just man. a slow, slow, slow man. Slow, man. <laughs> Even Jason Saab's got a bit about him. Mate, like he's a fast man. They reckon he's as quick as the fox. I, I think he might be quicker. I saw a thumbnail. Supposedly he had hit 38 kilometers an hour. Yeah, I think Fabri posted it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Fabri's like, this guy's quicker than the fox. Oh, he, he's coached the Fox too. Yeah, yeah, in the pre, in before COVID, pre-COVID. Well, Saab's got that stride length. He must be like, what, 6'6"? Six, six? Yeah, about 6'6", six, six, athletic. Did he? I didn't see this much from him at the drags. No, he was in, obviously, the reserves for a fair bit, and he played a couple games off the bench, but they didn't really give him a look. We didn't see early ball like this. We just saw a couple of bombs, maybe. No, well, I don't think the Dragons trusted him in getting out on the field for a full 80, so... Plus, they had Lomax and a couple others there that Ravalar on the wing, so the like, positions were covered. But, yeah, I suppose so. Um, anyway, big big loss. And I think he wanted out because he wasn't getting a look. So. He wasn't getting much. I mean, he's proven it. Anyway, so what else have we got? So we've had the Broncos win, which is epic. I think it's the biggest Broncos comeback ever, like to be 22 nil down. Is the fire alarm going off? Someone's. <laughs> We'll keep an eye on can that. We get, can we get Super Saiyan downstairs and check up on that, please? <laughs> oh, he'd be going to work. <laughs> I think we just have to move on. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> if, it, not, well, if there's a fire downstairs, it's going to have to cop it. We've got a podcast <laughs> record. <laughs> I like your uh, confidence. Yeah, I know. Producer Frey wouldn't be happy about that one. Um, anyway, we also had a good game in... Panthers Eagles, fairly good game. Panthers taking a win there. I think that was like a lot of Panthers games. They scored late and they sort of blew the score out a bit. Yeah, it was a bit tighter than that. They've been doing that recently. That's just the way they've been winning. Even mm. against the Broncos, it was a tight and they blew away a little bit. But this was my this was my upset of the week. The Sea Eagles beating them obviously didn't happen. Oh, but, would um, you have tipped them? Yeah, Tommy Turbo. Good honesty. Yeah, yeah. See. <laughs> Just because Tommy Turbo somehow turned that team around ridiculously, and they've all gelled around him, so they're looking pretty good. Um, we've also we've seen a couple of big wins, so that obviously Parramatta over big the dogs, margins. Roosters over the Knights. Yes, yeah, Sam Walker um, scored a try or two tries. How good is and he? Assist. He had like five try assists or something crazy. The guy's nuts. He's probably the best, one of the best young across probably all sports. One of the best youngsters. He's he's eighteen. He looks like athlete. a kid. Oh yeah. He's not even. He look. He's small. Well, he's. I mean, probably, compared to me, he's, probably, sub, he's sub eighty kilos for sure. You reckon? That's what the commentators reckon. <laughs> I don't know. He's he's not he's not huge. He's not even eighty. Like kilos. he's obviously in great shape, but he's eighteen. He hasn't he hasn't filled out yet. When you're that light, it, like, you must just be so fast. I suppose There's so. There's no weight. Slippy. Oh, he's pretty yeah. nimble. Like yeah, he's, he it's ducks, true. He ducks and weaves a little bit. That's yeah. true. So much quicker. To, like, you imagine, like, you're 120 kegs, 28 years old, feeling a bit stiff. <laughs> and the kid's just like a slippery little fish. You just, Absolutely. <laughs> how, do you, how do you tackle him? How do you tackle a fish? Plus, his passing game's unbelievable. His kicking game, he kicks off both feet. He's the complete you're Instinctively, too. Like, he yeah. kicked on first tackle a few times. Remember that one to Morris? Yeah, they charged up the field, and there was a bit of broken play, and then he's it's like, "It's like first tackle, set restart," and he's like, "Whatever, I'll put I'll on, the, it. put on the toe." I love that. Oh God, confidence. Mm. I'd be uh, interested to see how he goes over the next few years if injuries become an issue, because at that, that yeah. oh, that's rate, true. Like, you're so exposed. He could get rattled a bit mm. if someone if someone gets him, and if gets someone him. does tackle the fish, because there's a lot of pressure on him, because everyone's saying he's going to be like a 300 game. Single club player. Yeah, it's tough when you're. It's a bit tough to put that on an 18 year old. You know, do you reckon if the Broncos throw big money at him, that it'll go back? No, not right now. <laughs> Maybe in five years if the Broncos get better. I don't see why he would. Yeah, that's true. Why would you? The Roosters are so good. They have a good coach. They've got a great system. Players seem to stay there for some reason. Yeah, you wouldn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> you would not leave. All right, and that's pretty much it. So we also saw the Dragons losing to. And Brett Morris got injured. Brett Morris and um, Lindsay Collins. Lindsay Collins both. It's the second time the Roosters, last year they had another game where two people did an ACL. Within like five, So six within minutes. 12 months, it's the second time they've had a game with two ACLs. So That's Lu- not a good injury. No. So and Lin- they had a, another one earlier in the season. Luke Keary did his ACL. So what's going on there? Is it that the same ground, I wonder? No. 
It was at Bankwest last Lindsay year. Lindsay Collins went down. It didn't. Both of them didn't look that gruesome, but Lindsay Collins went down, got tangled up, tore his ACL off. Literally four minutes later, Brett Morris got tackled. They'd already won the game too, so yeah. it sucks. It, that was a bad one too. You could hear him screaming oh. over the um, broadcast. Did you see the footage of his brother? Who was it that got injured? Brett? It was Brett. <laughs> We've had this... There's these <laughs> twins, mate. I don't know if you've seen them. The Morris brothers. They they look... They're identical. Yeah. Twins. They're incredibly identical. And I think the way we described them was one of them... That, not we. Oh, you. Me. <laughs> you didn't, didn't you agree with me at the end? One of them's got a shorter <laughs> neck than the other. Yeah. I think Short you initially neck. said fatter neck, yeah, but then but, you run it back. Yeah, no, yeah, I was incorrect on that one. It was Brett. But anyway, there was a video in the change room of um, Josh. Accompanying him. Accompanying him. It was just, and Brett was just in tears. So that was just. Well, yeah, he's, he's 34. End of his career. So. Which is obviously running pretty old to be doing an ACL. And I think even the last year or two, they've, both of them have sort of said, oh, it's our last year. And then they come back for one more. It's just tough. Doing the rehab at 34 when you think your career is probably over would be so difficult. The motivation there would be so tough. You haven't oh, got yeah. years and years ahead of you, you know. But then again, if you can get one more game out. or Could be nice. Long, That's like, true. Could I, run back. I've got a little question for you guys, just on the back of that ACL stuff. Um, so Australia is the number one country in the world for ACL injuries. What? Whoa. Yeah. Um, the U.S. military actually is just paying. I don't know what university it is to do. They're trying this new drug, which is going to help in helping you know, heal ACLs. But um, it made me think, why is that? You know, why what do- what are we doing wrong here? And so, what sports do we see? We obviously see in rugby league, rugby a lot, AFL, netball is a massive. Netball. Yeah, one netball. As well. They that, get that, a lot of knee injuries. That sport is designed to destroy your knees. Surely, basketball in the NBA that sees some ACLs in there. They do see a fair few ACLs in the NBA because it's all change of direction. But, but that's netball's even worse too. for that. Like yeah. on basketball courts, you there's a it's slightly more slippery they've, than like a hard. They got a bit of surface. bit of slide and spring. That's what I mean. It's a bit. So a I don't know. I don't know if it's the sports we play or I don't know. Maybe, maybe our, our netball. Water. Netball would be fairly. That's Australia, New Zealand. Does, does even like the UK I would they play say netball a bit? You could probably bit. look at like the turf as well. Like if players are training at home pre-season on a particular grass which they're used to and they go out and play on like maybe a thicker bit of grass or that they're not used we to we do have generally we do have pretty hard baked ground yeah like if you like if you run out on a in the grass in the uk what soft, soft and springy <laughs> or boggy if anything yeah. more likely whereas we're often running pretty hard maybe if you get caught in that there's yeah. greater impact maybe yeah more force going through I definitely wouldn't say it's just to do with like sports science and because we our sports science facilities we're pretty our, good at treating we're pretty them. Pretty good, yeah. Like, <laughs> we know how to treat an ACL. How do we prevent them? I mean, we see even we even saw a few in school. Like, probably Trey Hodges did a couple. Well, we might see more. Yeah, that's true. Because we we've seen a lot of hamstring tear in, in, interventions and whatnot through the AFL and, and rugby, um, but we haven't really seen ACL interventions i don't think because usually you just build up strength around around it your quads your hammies everything around your knee and you're sweet and you work on like a bit of lateral strength and stability but yeah i worry about how you can intervene with things like that because think of like i'll use the nba as an example because they see an, they see quite a lot of achilles tears often the players who tear their achilles if you look back, they've been out for a couple of weeks, like a couple of months before with a sore calf. Right. And it sure. makes me sort of think like it's just going to happen. Yeah, because they haven't done anything on a while. It's a bit of a weakness there. So how do you, like if that's similar to an ACL, is it something that you can avoid? Well, has, has it been an interesting stat to get. Has now. Brett Morris ever torn his ACL? I don't think so. I don't so know. once you do it, you're very more, likely to do it again. You're more prone, prone to, to it. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. Good info. Thanks, I think netball would inflate that a lot. I don't think netball is that common elsewhere in the world. That that's my thought. I thought it was kind of the sports that we play. We kind of you know, plus, are exposing ourselves to it a little bit more. Plus, footy would be as, I'd say, we've got a lot of footy, even soccer as well. Like yeah, it's, that's another one for us. Soccer, soccer would be a big one as well. Um. Yeah. Anyway, gee, I don't know what it what it could be, but we we'll look into it. Could be a segment we'll next week. ACLs. That's a that's a study <laughs> waiting to happen. That is. Um, so 
before we go on to round nine and our tips, I want to give my highlight. You've definitely, I think you would have seen it if you were watching the footy last night. Highlight of round eight. <laughs> I think One I'm... of the best debuts I've ever seen in Zach Sini. I think Sini or Chini. It's Sini. It's Sini. I believe. Did you see it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't watch all the game, but yes. So, I did, did see you it. watch the NRL last night? So, it, no. the Tigers had a debutant in Zach Sini, local. I think he was a local junior. I think he's been playing for Wests, Magpies. Yeah. yeah. So, that's, there you go. So, he's pretty local. Anyway, he they were playing out at Wollongong. Beautiful, beautiful stadium, by the way. My Wednesday. favorite stadium in the world. I'll put you it above what? Monte Carlo. It's <laughs> a big call. I know it's, it's, I know it's call. In, into I, sport. I back it. You should see it, mate. It's like on the coastline of Wollongong. Yeah, do a Cogara. You can stand up on the hill on the ocean, so on the east side of the stadium, and you can look at the field, and you've got the beach behind you. Google yeah, it. I mean, right that now. does sound beautiful. <laughs> and they always play on, they always give In them the afternoon, afternoon games. Yeah, <laughs> on, a, on a ripper Sunday afternoon. They know what they do. It <laughs> yeah. looks so good. Yeah. Well, that's that's probably the reason why the Dragons always play. Reckon or they always play at the back end of the weekend. I reckon it must be. Teams do like the Broncos always play Thursday Friday. Like how many players you got it up? Like Monte Carlo esque, to be honest. <laughs> similar. So there's similar a, vibes. There's a similar lookout. There is a pattern that we've we're attracted to the ocean. Yeah. Well, yeah. do you blame us? No, I don't blame us. Yeah. <laughs> don't blame myself. Don't blame you. <laughs> Certainly don't blame producer Swizzle. Anyway, so they had this epic, so obviously on debut, Zach Sini, and he's had about 50 of his mates come to the game, and they're in this back corner <laughs> of the stadium on the, the ocean side. And he went in, uh, like Zach Sini, at the, probably the start of the second half. He scored, and it went upstairs. So he scored. All his mates went off. It was a big talking point, and it got delivered a no try, the screen, after celebrating. Hold your thought there. <laughs> 15 minutes later, the Wests were on the Dragons' goal line again, and he pushes out. He was playing on the left edge. They push the ball out, and he scores in the corner. Try, no doubt about it. And the and his mates go up again, and the cameraman, full credit to the cameraman here, <laughs> unbelievable. He's got this shot with the ocean in the background, Zach Sini coming in to score the try in a slow-mo, and his mates, 50 of them in the back corner, just lifting, all with their lids off. <laughs> yeah, the lids came off. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. The rigs definitely came oh, out. I'll try and find it. Bear in yeah. mind, he's running... Mustache goatee and strawberry blonde mullet. Yeah, <laughs> it's and he looked, that was the look he selected yeah. for his debut. He lo- what a look! Though. He looks like a great bloke too. He just <laughs> uh. it's re- very reminiscent of Charlie Stain's debut. So whether I, <laughs> that's true. He had a Charlie Stain. Didn't he score four, four tries? He scored four t- last year. Producer Swizzle, one of the Penrith juniors, debuted, scored four tries in the wing. All his mates in the corner going nuts. Obviously on a few beverageine hosts. <laughs> And then, and then poor old Charlie was out the next week because apparently he got lockjaw while he was out celebrating. <laughs> That's a great one. Couldn't back it up. <laughs> and I remember him explaining, uh, he got asked one like maybe a couple of weeks ago about like what happened with the lockjaw incident and he said, oh, I was just having a laugh or something. Yeah, that's the official line. <laughs> Oh, I was just having a laugh, just mate. Because that happens to people. <laughs> yeah, you just have very a laugh common. and get very, lost. Very common. <laughs> so oh, I might bring this topic up again next week's um, one is your best, the best debuts in all sport. Well, that's good homework to be yeah, done. Yeah, so we'll, 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 I reckon that's going to be a segment next week. So stay tuned and do your homework. I'll try and do mine too. But I'll try. Zach Scene is going to be up there. I'll have downtime this week, so I've got time. <laughs> okay, that's good. All right, um... Shall we move on to round nine? Have a quick and fi- look. And finish off with our tips. Quick tickle. So, once again, producer Frey's given us what he thinks we would be tipping. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if we get him. If he got him right, eh? Yeah. Um, so, we're kicking off with a cracker game. Really on is. Thursday night with the Rabbitohs Storm. Storm favourites. Would you agree with that? So, they played early in the season in Melbourne and the Storm just got them, did they not? Storm came out really hot. Rabbits came back, but the storm held on. Yes. My memory serves. Yep. It's a game of halves, isn't it? It is a game. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. That's what they're saying these days. I don't know. I, it, so it'd be in Sydney. It's a game of quarters for the Broncos at the moment. Look at this guy. Look at those firing shots. No, nah, they're going well. What's anyway, that about? So. Just won a game, mate. <laughs> Just got to win. Leave him alone. No, seriously. I'm going to put this out. I said this a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I want to double down on my statement. Go on. The Broncos have had the shittest. <laughs> I don't know if I meant to swear. Yeah, they've had a, up. they've had the roughest schedule of any team. 
They have actually. Titans twice. Titans twice, who supposedly were going to be red hot top eight. I don't know if that's happening. <laughs> Never know. But they've copped the Eels twice. Yep. And top. the Storm and the Bunnies. So they're all in the top six and the top five. At the those moment. are some of those top five best teams. And the Panthers, right? Yeah. So of teams they could potentially beat outside that top five, working off a theory, they could be like an eighth placed finish. They've beaten the Titans and they've beaten the Dogs and they lost to the Titans once. So let's go through it. With this current form from the last two or three weeks, are they beating the Knights? Yes or no? They're a shot. Sharks? Yes. Warriors? Even. West Tigers? Tigers looked better this week. They did, but you... you Still a yeah. good shot. Cowboys? This week, we'll find out. Tommy Turbo and the boys? That might be a bit tough. Tommy Turbo's run a bit hot. And, but... the, and the... Beating the doggies, haven't they? Yeah, they've beaten yeah. the doggies. So I'm actually, I actually want to double down. I think they could be eight to ten range. They just have played the top teams. You're making a lot of sense. <laughs> and we all <laughs> Which went. Which he doesn't do normally. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we all went crazy. It was all, oh, the Broncos are so bad again. Are they? Or are they just mid table? Mid, oh, we, you'd take mid table. Bloody oath you would. <laughs> That's why I'm holding. I'm fighting for it. Yeah. Give me a look. Could be a shout for top. That's a yeah, bogey top eight. Hmm. I don't mind it. We'll have to see it over two weeks in a row because we haven't seen that for a while. Well, they got a they got a great team on paper still. Still got some talent. Who was the half that filled in? Tyson Gamble. Mate, wasn't didn't he do a good job? He had some ticker yeah, before the kick. Well, because he's played he played like one or two games for the Tigers. He's twenty four. Yeah. Came up to the Bronx. He's been playing in the Q Cup because last year he debuted for the Bronx and he got knocked out in like the first play. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Did you see post-game? I think he got the, the hard-working man, man of the match award. Yeah. And obviously he'd never got it before. And I think the boys cheered him up to tell him that he's won a thousand bucks because they, they give him a thousand bucks to put it towards a charity. <laughs> they just win a, an award. And he comes up and he's obviously thinking he's just won a thousand bucks. For himself. For himself. And he's got no charity. Danica <laughs> asks, oh, and what charity are you going to give it to? He's like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. I'll get back to you. That's what he said. Big Tyson. <laughs> yeah. Tyson had some ticker. Before and the kickoff, he was just smiling. And I was like, either he is just happy to get the, get the jersey and he doesn't care how it goes, or he's just a freak. And, and how, he's just not scared. Yeah. I Which, think he was just not scared. And how good was it to see Milford back in action? He looked good. He actually looked really looked happy with good. Gamble. Yeah. So, could be a pairing. Could be a good comp. Yeah. Gamble was just sort of getting him to the spot. And Milf out the back. It was, it was pretty good. Good stuff. So, after first round Rabbit Storm, we've got Penrith Sharks. Pen, uh, Penrith huge favourites. Yeah, I'll be tipping them. Um, following. I'm actually going to tip the Storm, by the way. I think over the Rabbits? I think they're running a bit hotter. Producer Frey thought I might tip the Rabbits, but... I'd probably tip the Storm there too. Yeah, he thought you would. Just because of the cheese. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's so good. Something else. <laughs> um, Panthers over the Sharks. Yep. That's another... Brian Toto, by the way. So good. Oh. Talking about hard working. So he's probably... I think he's around my height. And he weighs... He wouldn't be far off. And he weighs 107 kilos. Wow. And he's... He looks like he's running like 3% body fat though. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable! He is thick. Let me. Oh god, I'll try and get a photo for you, um, Swizzle. But yeah. this guy's just a monster. Yeah, he's just like a nugget. Yeah, but just the yeah. To be but doesn't look shape. like a nugget. I think he must just be carrying that much muscle that he's just dense. Yeah, because I think it surprises people. Like he doesn't look that big. He he obviously looks very big, but on the field compared to the other players, he doesn't. You're not doesn't looking at him. Out. Yeah, he's not that crazy, but he must just be carrying that much muscle. I think to yeah, just well, have that weight, and he's just he's bumping off. And he's, he's been running like a couple hundred meters a game. Yeah, he's... <laughs> I'm trying to find a photo for... You're trying to find a photo of his rig? Yeah. Because it's a bit fi- weird. Brian Tyler found- shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there before. I've been there before for Munster. This is him here. Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't look... Obviously, yeah, he does look big, but not, yeah. not standout. All right. So, anyway, he's been on fire recently. Averaging, I think, seven straight games now with 200 plus running meters. They're all tough carries too. They're just up the guts. Yeah. So he's not finding space that much. He's just bumping into blokes. And then, get... <laughs> oh, he bumped off someone last. Like Cherry. Cherry. Yeah. Poor Cherry. Yeah, poor Cherry. Cherry didn't stand a chance. No. All right. And okay. So after that, we've got Friday night Eels Roosters. Another cracker. Producer Fraser had a split split field here. Parra are favourites here, but I think just watching um, Walker. 
in his last few games. He's been unbelievable. And that alone, I'm going to go Roosters to win. I'm going to go Eels. Papa Lee to terrorize did, Walker. Did producer Frey get that right? He did. Oh, jeez. He's good. <laughs> He's very good. He's inside our heads. <laughs> Knows you boys well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, following that. Oh, I don't know, though. That's a tough one. Gutho. King Gutho's been playing unbelievable, too. Played well enough to get a rest on the weekend before the game was <laughs> over. And looked good doing it. Yeah. I'll show you, producer Swizzle. Next game is a game of two teams that are struggling. Two teams are struggling. Knights Raiders. The Raiders need to get a win on the board here, but the Knights, this is a good one for them to, I don't know, kind of cement and say to the league that they well and truly deserve a top eight finish. Um, are the Raiders third? Is that ladder correct? No, no this, definitely not This is third. our prediction. That's how good he's going. The Ra- <laughs> Raiders are ninth at the moment. King Gutho. Oh, how good is he? <laughs> I love the hair. That's what I aspire towards. Yeah. <laughs> You've got that. Yeah. If you get some, if you get some sweat in there, that's all that is. <laughs> sweat. That's not product. A bit more of a mo. You'd be on. I could do the mo. Might I'd happen. Like, I'd like that. <laughs> I reckon personally. He, do, you reckon, do you reckon if he combed his hair out to straight, go double the length? Easily. Probably, but I don't know if you could. No, it doesn't want to. Doesn't want it. You'd have to get the straightener out. Yes. Yeah. Did that once. How'd it feel? When the fan. No. <laughs> Not that glamorous. No. People would kill for this texture. That's what's yeah. Maybe not that strong. <laughs> <laughs> they'd certainly they'd what's certainly that, like what's it. What's that hair brand? The hair product brand? Maybelline. Maybe. Shout out to Maybelline. L'Oreal? Is that one? Yeah. That's a shampoo. I don't know. What do you want from me? <laughs> okay. That's getting a bit off track here. Raiders Knights. Goat? Is that the they have a good ad? That's soap. That's soap, mate. Oh my bad. <laughs> I'm not in the hair game anymore. Yeah, I know, because you got a buzz cut number two all over. It's not a number two. <laughs> Pretty short, three. I usually go four on the sides, five on the top. Ooh. And one down the bottom to take out the chunk. <laughs> <laughs> the rat's tail slowly growing out the back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, after Raiders... Who are you tipping, by the way? Raiders Knights. That's actually really tough. I'm going to just ride. I've got no clue, so I'm going to go Knights and just ride Producer Frey with the Novocastrians. It's in Wagga Wagga. Oh, Raiders. Because <laughs> they're a bit tougher? They're close. They wouldn't be that far off Wagga Wagga, surely. I'm pretty sure it's close to the ACT. You boys are drawing blanks here. I don't know. I don't know where Wagga... Have you been to Wagga? I know it's south. Not Wagga, Wagga Wagga. <laughs> say it ten times. <laughs> I'm going I'm to say past Sydney, but not quite like Canberra. It's west, though. It's well west. Yeah, down and west. Yeah. Um, I'm also tipping the Raiders on that one. You know what? Nah, Knights. <laughs> this is such expert-level tipping. <laughs> Gut feels. Gut no, feels. No statistics, maybe a location. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all you need. Oh, isn't that how you tip? Gut feel? Pretty much. Knights. Um, also, on Saturday, we have the Tigers and Titans. This is going to be another... Two teams that have been quite up and down throughout the season and also throughout each game. Contrasting styles. Yeah. Because the Titans have been able to put on points easily. The Tigers just won their game by being more defensive-minded, yeah, which but, is a good classic Madge Maguire team. But they still put on some points, didn't they? Oh, no, they didn't. They only scored two tries. Two, so, three tries. So. That'll be interesting, a bit of contrasting styles. Yeah. Because they both have been struggling, more up and down, hot and cold. So then in a match like this, the location is quite super key. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'll be tipping on. Yeah. Where is it? Well, they're at Campbelltown. West home game, so. I'd like to tip, tip the Tigers, but you know what? They were at Leichhardt the week that Tommy Rodonikus passed, and they, they, they somehow and they didn't turn up. weren't fired up. Yeah. So does the home game fire them up that much? I don't know. Well, I'm going the... I'm going the you know what? I'm going back-to-back wins for the, tig- for the Tigers. I'm going to stick on the Titans. Okay, interesting. <laughs> Producer Frey, thought we would both go Titans. <laughs> That's right. Um, and probably, I reckon it could be the match of the, match of the week, weekend. <laughs> it's a pretty brave call. But it is a brave call. It's one of the most, this match is one of the most distant local derbies in sport, in the Cowboys <laughs> and the fair. Broncos. Could be, could be, it could be the most. <laughs> it's like 14,000k difference. <laughs> That's really fair. It could be the most distant derby. We might have a look at that, actually. That's another bit of homework. Producer Frey, if you're listening, can you Google this one for next week? I thought that's what I was here for. No, mate, you relax. You're just vibes. 
<laughs> Pulled the phone out reluctantly. Yeah. So yeah, the Give ca- me a look. Cowboys Broncos. So the Cowboys favorites for this one. I'm going to tip the Broncos. I'm going to tip the Broncos as well. Um, I like that from you. Coming off a win, um, confidence looking pretty good. Milf always likes playing the Cowboys. Yeah, and it's always I think both teams always fire up, and I think if that's the case, the Broncos fire up will be better. Yeah. Although the question would be, is there a back rower on the Cowboys side that can entice Pangai Junior to fire up enough to play a good game? <laughs> because he plays really well when he knows there's someone else he has to beat, like Fafita. That's true. He he fired up for that, and he played well, well against the, the Panthers as well because he was playing kick out. Who's in the back row? They've got a couple of young fellas there at the moment. Condon and the other bloke whose name I'm forgetting. But yeah, not, not, not as big a name. He needs, yeah, he needs someone with a bit of ticker coming at him. He needs your star power. He needs your Fafita or your Bill Kickow. Or he needs a fiery match. That's true. Maybe we get, we, maybe we, because he does, he does like to go at Tamalolo. Well, he doesn't mind that. Yeah. Maybe we put him in the middle. I reckon so. Shift him if, in. You got to match up based. <laughs> you got no choice to fire up against a guy like him. So, um, yeah, I'm tipping Bronx. Me too. Okay. Awesome. Just, um, on, you the, just on that one though, it's about a fifteen hundred k difference. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> and it's a derby. It's a derby. Somewhere. Fourteen hour. That's what it, that was in his head. Yes. Fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen hour drive. How many k? Sorry. The exact one. What do you say, 15? 1,500-ish. It's pretty close. You were close. Uh, 1,331. 1,300. 1,300. Oh, 1,300. Still close. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're still running a plus minus of one. <laughs> yeah. 100. It's <laughs> pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, okay. Uh, what else have we got? So we've got two games to finish off. Sunday, Manly versus the Warriors. In, Brook, be, in Brook Valley. I'll be tipping Manly yeah, there. Manly. Just afraid to tip the Warriors for some reason. No. Joke. Absolute <laughs> joker. Joker. <laughs> Manly with Tommy Turbo and the Dragons and Bulldogs to round out round Dragons. nine in the Dragons. They've, they've been somehow. How's this, by the way? It's a shocking game from them yesterday, by the way. I don't know if you watched it, but sorry. Yeah, I, d- I did watch I did watch a bit of it. Because, well, that's what I'm thinking about, the Dragons. Josh Maguire was at the Cowboys and they were losing every game. He gets... They get, they say get, he can get rid of him. They say he can leave, and he goes to the Dragons, who've just won four in a row. And with him, they've won one from no, they've zero lost, from three. They've lost three in a row. <laughs> the Maguire curse. And he's he's produced a couple penalties. Not good. Poor old Moose. He got ball. He had a swinging arm yesterday in like a crucial time, which gave away. Got a someone high. Um, nah, don't like it. Get rid of him. <laughs> You're hating on the curse. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. that's natural. But what you need to be thinking about is how you break the curse, not why you have the curse or that you're just unhappy that you have the curse. You've got to think how. That's positive mindset right there. Well, here's another. Here's another. <laughs> That's growth. <laughs> be better. Just be better. <laughs> just accept that you have Maguire and think, how do we break the Maguire curse? Well, it's a hard one because he's one of those players that, once again, like Pangai, plays well by firing up. But he, there's, a, there's a certain level of fire up that he gets to before he starts doing stupid stuff. That's fair. Yeah. You need to get... Well, he was good in Origin. Great in Origin. So just, did someone like pour cold water on him just to make sure he's not too fired up? <laughs> Perhaps. I don't even know. But anyway, we're going to go Dragons to beat the Bulldogs, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. I think they'll bounce back. Benny Hunt's back. Yep. Looked happy enough on that leg. I, rec- <laughs> I reckon they'll be all right against they'll, the Dogs. They'll be fine. All right. So to run through it again for the listeners... Not for your tipping or your sports bet. <laughs> I don't know if we can condone that, can we? Yeah, we've talked. Yeah, we can. We <laughs> this came up the other week. You get gun shy about it. About betting. Mm. Legally, yes, we can condone it. <laughs> okay. It's just morally, morally whether we morally. want whether we want to condone well, not, it is up to us. Okay, we're just not talking price, so it's all good. <laughs> okay, rabbit storm. I'm oh, are storm. you asking me or telling yeah, me? No, yeah, storm. Quick, quick run, quick run through storm. Panthers, Sharks, Panthers, Eels, Roosters. Tough one. I'm going with Roosters. You're going Eels. Correct. Raiders, Knights. Raiders. I, I, I was, and I switched last minute to the Knights. You're sticking with the Knights. Sticking with the Knights. Tigers, Titans. I'm going two in a row for the Tigers. I'm going the Titans. The Derby in the Cowboys, Bronx. 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 Manly Warriors. Easy one. Lotto Land, 
Tommy, Tommy Turbo and the Sea Eagles. And to finish off the rounds in Jubilee, at Jubilee, Dragons, Bulldogs. Drags. Dragons. Saints. The Saints. Um, surely top eight. Come on, give us a look. They're well, still they're, lurking they're in there. They're actually seventh on the ladder at the moment, and we've tipped it yeah, to be seventh. They're so. still lurking in there because of that little streak. So if they get get it going again. Yeah. They probably won't catch the top four. There's a bunch of teams on like four points, six points. Yeah, and then there's a four-point difference between five and six, I think. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, that rounds us off for our hearts of the week. Um, Whether we missed anything? Probably. Probably. Didn't prepare that much. <laughs> <laughs> Just a quick discussion beforehand. Um, once again, we want to thank our podcast sponsor, Kial Organic Beef. And also for our fill-in today, Taylor thank Majwick, thank producer, you, producer Swizzle. Swizzle. Thanks for coming guys. in. Um, we'd love to have you back in the absence again of Maddie Frey if he's ever busy. Happy to come back. You sure? You're just saying that. Just five gut. Just five gut. And once again, thanks Gus for joining me and having a yarn about sport. Thank you. And I'll see you next week and I'll see you. Can't wait. I'll be around. Soon. <laughs> okay, see you boys. See ya. See ya.